Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Day number five of the 12 Days of Podcasts. Let's go through who's been on so far. We've had Cameron on. We had Cord Jefferson, one of the writers on Watchmen and Succession and The Good Place on NBC. We've also had Tanache and Bun B. And today we have James Rico of Real Goats, who is the team that has been putting out videos with the baby all this year and before that, and they are killing it on every single platform that videos are shown, that whether is true. that's in Times Square or on <laughs> SNL yeah. or on, I don't know, MTV doesn't still show videos. Does no. BET? Twitter, Jeff. Twitter Twitter is where the videos are shown now. Twitter is where some videos are shown, but it's not like that's the only place. YouTube. Okay. You sound like, like us explaining things to mom. <laughs> YouTube and the Twitter. Yeah, cool. I um, I I, I want to make mention real quick. Uh, Beatmaker, who's been a long time and loyal supporter, he did something really nice yesterday or the day before. I, I've lost all track of time. He said that we've done such an epic job with not only this run of podcasts, not only our sketches, but everything in between. All twelve years of our career and. If no one else is going to say it, he wanted to say congratulations and thank you and give us our roses while we were here. And I thought that that was really nice because I, I do think a lot of the time people might not know, honestly, how much work is put into not just a weekly podcast, but doing something that is, God, almost 300 episodes in. I mean, that is partially on us, right? Like, I think that had we opened up the process the way that a lot of these younger YouTubers and podcasters do, where mm -hmm. it's like... Everybody's revealing their various anxieties and all the things that go into, you know, life casting or whatever they do. Mm -hmm. And that's not us. We are guys who we work, but we like to do it in silence as real G's do. That's right. And so, you know, it's this thing where it's a delicate balance where we are two guys who are doing a lot of work, but. And by a lot of work, it's the booking, it's the recording, it's the hosting, it's the editing, it is the promotion, it is everything. And to throw it in, we do it from our apartment. So it, it, it does become a lot of stuff. And sometimes, by the way, people will come over and switch my toilet roll around. <laughs> That's not where I was going with that, but that is true. Someone did come here and switch your toilet roll around. Yeah. It rocked my whole world. <laughs> well, apparently it rocked their whole world, too. How yeah. do you go somewhere and you're uncomfortable enough with how the toilet paper rolls, whether it's over or under, to go ahead and switch it? Yeah. Well, maybe this person was just trying to fuck with me. <laughs> like, do we ever think about that? Mm. That's like one of the weirder things that have happened on this podcast. Well, yeah. I don't even know, pardon the pun, whether to make up or down of it, but mm -hmm. here we are. And uh, that has nothing to do with where we're at. No, we have James Rico on the podcast today, and he's got a fascinating story. He he's does. somebody who is from Kansas. Uh, I was going to say Kansas City, and I was no. also going to say Kansas City, Ohio, which no. really... No, that's very wrong. Yeah, he's from Kansas. You should listen to the podcast. <laughs> he's from Wichita. He's from Wichita. Which is the total opposite end of Kansas than Kansas City, or um, the opposite end of reality of Kansas City, Ohio. Have you guys been to Kansas City, Ohio? Because <laughs> they are the sponsor on today's podcast. Here's, here's what I liked about James Rico, and you brought this up before we even met him. He's a lot like us. Yes. He works hard. He does a lot. of. He has a team. Okay. It, the Real Goats are a team. It's, he works along with his brother, one of his brothers, and, and someone else. And collectively, they do a lot of things. But uh, James is, is somebody a lot like us who um, is completely devoted to 
being a better creative every day and doing it independently, which I think is admirable and awesome and and really at the end of the day a lot of fun. So it was it was really cool to hear his story because we couldn't come from, you know, a different set of circumstances, you know. He's Catholic, he comes from a far corner of Kansas. He went to Kansas State and got three degrees, none of which he uses right now, he at has least like, outwardly. He has like 35 siblings. He, he does. And he is killing it right now along with his brother, along with the whole Real Goats team. And we salute them for everything they've done from music videos to SNL to beyond. Yeah. Also, by the way, uh, James, you left your wallet here. <laughs> Jeff, when do you want to get into it? What, the wallet? <laughs> yes, when do you want to get into it? Uh, right now. Yo, what up, Eric, aka his boy Elroy, aka Oh Lord, Jensen made another one. Yo, what up, it's Jeff, aka getting her throat, aka Ursula from Little Mermaid. God damn. <laughs> I did to come up with the damage. Uh, my name is James Rico. Rico did it from Real Goats. You know what it is. We're in here. Represent Real Goats. Rico did it. Yeah, it's your third favorite podcast. The waste time with it for real. happened this has been long in the works yeah we were on the west coast you were on the east coast from new york to washington dc and right. back and we were talking about 5 a.m we were talking about 6 a.m finally we're here <laughs> at 9 like, a.m it's going it's, i tried i was trying to do a night one too because i just know we'd be up late so yo we gave you that out though we were yeah. just like well, you, you don't have to do this yeah, yeah you wanted to do it during the snl after party i was like <laughs> this is insane Nah, nah. i think i think uh and you know what's funny is i didn't end up going because i went back and i just like was working on footage wow that's what i was trying to tell you i was like yeah i, I'm a, I don't go to the things and i don't go to after parties yeah like well normally we don't either we went to dj khaled's after after party when uh -huh. he did snl and we Again, were just like we are not those guys yeah we were like <laughs> this is like just out of our league but how was the snl experience for you you know it was crazy because actually going into it i wasn't i wasn't trying to be that involved with the actual performance and then as i thought about it, i just wanted to vlog and they're really strict about filming getting cameras into nbc you know, exactly so like they were amazing when it came to uh allowing the baby to come up with his performance because originally it was supposed to be something different so he wanted to make sure that he did the bop performance for bop and then he, they said he had another song suge so i was like okay bet <laughs> uh when they started to do the Suge performance, they had to come up with a whole another routine because they didn't have one. So the dancers like Danny, Danny Lee's a choreography. Shout out to and, her. And yep. then Cherry, her uh, one of her great friends, was really the one that leads it. Danny's the one that kind of like helped inspire the bop one and helped Cherry with it. But Cherry really took over and directed a lot of the people when it came down to it. And then so with that relationship built with bop, like everybody was just so in sync with each other already that the dancers that we brought back and stuff. So uh I was trying to be in the backstage, but then <laughs> when I was in front of the monitor watching rehearsals, I couldn't help it. I was like, the blocking's wrong. You know, I'm like looking at it. I'm like, you need to be over here. You need to film this frame. The camera's wrong. I'm like taking notes and stuff like that. And I'm giving feedback. And so it felt really good on a professional level to like go in SNL and actually have an impact in terms of spacing and stuff like that. I didn't come up with the dance routine. Right, right, right. It was just nice to give feedback and, and to see that influence the way it looked and how it came together because we ran a couple ways he should do intro and giving feedback like that. And, and Baby and I have a really close relationship, so he really values the opinion that I have when I'm giving it, you know. Everybody talks about how small uh, a stage it is and oh, how yeah, like amazing small. it is to see everyone fit different mm -hmm. sets and like move the camera jib around and everything. What was your experience in terms of like just 
you know, going there for the first time and seeing it in action? You know, I was surprised about how small it was when I first went there. I was like, what? This is all I've been watching this whole, all these years. I'm like, damn, you know? But what's more impressive is that it is a small space and SNL hasn't been able to like create the things they've created. And it inspired me to think, well, shit, I don't need a lot of space to do really cool things. You know what I'm saying? So it really got me thinking about my future and like what I would like to build for myself and real goats and Billy Dollar Baby and stuff like that. So seeing that stuff really inspired me and like seeing what I would create. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, is the small space that you've tried to work in like, um, I mean, you did a, a video on a private plane. Mm -hmm. We did. We did uh, going baby on a private plane. That was pretty tiny. Small spaces are always frustrating for sure. Because <laughs> like you have to really figure out a way to make it interesting. So I hate small spaces. At the same time, they challenge you. And also it was better than the coach flight. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Definitely better than the coach flight for sure. I think overall the SNL, if I just, I was blown away and I felt like, I think for the first time this year, I was able to step back and watch, you know, and just like think, holy shit, like I can't believe a year ago, I was like, I didn't know what I was doing like a year ago, you know, in November of 2018, I'm just like thinking about all that stuff and it's all kind of coming back, you know, and it feels it feels amazing to to see him excel like he did and just take off. So I'm I'm been proud of him. I think your guys' collaboration is really special, not just from a creative space, but also seeing how you execute and grow as technical artists. Right. Because when you talk about the Bop video, mm -hmm. and you're out there on a soundstage, and it just looks ten times beyond the videos that you've done, which were already cool. Right. Is that wild to to be on that soundstage and to experience that in the moment? You know, it definitely is. Like one of the I've never been on Paramount ever, and that's where we shot. And I had all this. I've, I'm I'm really inspired by film. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I'm like I'm a film super buff like a lot of people, but I get I watch a lot of film and I've been studying film for years. You know, but it's not something like I could name off a bunch of random directors, a bunch of films from like 1950, 1940 shit like that you never heard of. Yeah. Some artsy farty Mick shit. Mick G. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like, like, I don't, I wouldn't even know. I'm like, who is that? I'm yeah. Like, you yeah. know, like, so, uh, it, but because I, I'm so in love with cinema and just watching it being on there made me feel it. You know, like I really felt like we were doing something next level. And then when we were rehearsing and seeing the rehearsal in the rehearsal space, I was shooting it on an iPhone and Danny Lee has teased some of that footage in the, in, in the rehearsal. And, um, and I felt an energy that I was like, holy shit, if baby could learn half these moves, like it's going to be amazing. Cause he's not a dance. He, he don't dance. He, right. he he's, he's not a dancer. Not a dancer. Yeah. I'm he's shocked. Not, he's traditionally he's, trained. He's a, he's, he's, he, <laughs> he went to Juilliard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does his bot, you know? So he, uh, he's one of those people that like, he can figure it out. And I knew that he would, I was just like, man, if you just could get a few of these timing moments, it's going to be beautiful. And I called him right in rehearsal. I was like, man, I know you don't like dancing, but I'm telling you, he's like, man, I don't want to focus on the dance. I don't want to focus on the dancing. And I was like, no, you got it. I was like, I'm just telling you, just learn a little bit of it. Then once he saw it in rehearsal, he was like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Cause he wasn't at the rehearsals at the first one. He was busy, uh, shooting some other shit. Uh, he was, I can't remember where he was. He wasn't in town. We were in LA. So 
because he wasn't in town, he felt bad for he wasn't there. What was the strangest or best direction that you gave to the girl who was doing the handstand? Oh my God, when, when to come in. Yeah, yeah, when to come in on the thing. You were in like, do handstand better. Yeah. No, dude, she's crazy. That was she so was crazy. Wild. Harder. Yeah. Right, no, keep moving cheeks yeah. left and right, up and down, you know. No, she she was great. She, uh, she felt bad when she couldn't do it uh, on time. And she's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm like, man, you're good. Like, you're already doing a lot. You're on your hands and you're walking on fucking concrete and you're shaking your ass. So you're doing a good job, <laughs> you know. And but it was just like the the best, the best, the best uh, advice I gave her on some like serious shit was just when to come in on the video. Besides that, I would just like do you, you know. And she was fucking crazy. Are there any Easter eggs in that video? In terms oh, like of a like, Taylor Swift sort of thing, like casting or anybody or. I fired the jib operator on the first take. Wow. <laughs> wow. He know what he did. He knows he, what he did. You yeah. know what you did. Yeah. You lied to me. <laughs> you lied to me. You said you were an operator. <laughs> and so, no, that that was one thing. Uh, that's a, I wish I could have had that in the, the damn shoot because I was so excited for the things I was going to get for it, but it's all good. As far as like. Uh, Wait, did he take his jib and go home? Bro, I told him to go home. I was just like, I, oh, I went up to Spicy. I was like. Tell him to go home. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we don't need him here anymore. That's why you keep Spicy around. Exactly. Yeah. No, Spicy's going to get it. He's going to do it. He's going to get the job done. <laughs> so uh, uh, as far as other Easter eggs, oh, uh, so everything was inspired off of Rocky and Austin Powers. R- Rocky. One. R- Rocky one. No, Rocky. Is it Rocky two? He's running in the streets. I think it's Rocky one. Wow. Rocky one. Wow. And Austin Powers. Oh, also, yeah, yeah. they have the same sort of... The the intros of Austin Powers and the the first Austin Powers, Man of Mystery, that was like my original intention. And then uh, like how the band band came around the corner and stuff, Mm -hmm. like that feeling of like people following you. Like I I wanted camaraderie. I wanted people to feel like they were a part of the song. And so even with the the wardrobe, I said, "I I don't want you guys to look like dancers. Yeah. You know, I was like, just wear like... Clothes. Clo- just wear, just wear, <laughs> wear clothes. Wear clothes. Like, yeah. Normally, like I don't want you to be. I don't want you to look like a dancer at all. Like don't wear dancing outfits. Yeah. So. Oh, can you please, please keep the Austin Powers sort of motif going and do and do like that whatever eighteen point turn. You oh know, my when he's stuck in the hallway. Dude, we have, there, bro. I'm, there's gonna be a lot of really cool things we do. There's one video that didn't come out this year that I really fucking wanted to. Ah, it's crazy. No, I. I it was. Uh, I can't even say the idea because I think we're going to do it again. Awesome. That's dope, though. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You know, it was early on in the year. But uh, I would say uh, the Austin Powers thing, we actually shot on that lot. Like, yeah. The real one. Oh, on, yeah. On, uh, when, when Spielberg is, what, which one is that one? Goldmember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spielberg was sitting in that chair. They cut to him, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that same street. We shot on the exact same street as Austin Powers. So. Crazy. I didn't know that until we showed up and they told us. I was like... Oh my God, this is meant to be. <laughs> yeah, fire the jib operator. <laughs> jib operator, you can go home. Steven like Spielberg you. can come in. Yeah, come yeah. on, Bill, Spielberg, it's your time. <laughs> exactly. When you're shooting the Bob video, does Baby get more confident in each take? Yeah, for sure. Like he once he starts seeing it, like and 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 understanding where I'm coming from, he goes, "Okay, cool. Let's do it again. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go again. Let's go again." But I always make a a, a point to show him. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to just like. Go away from the monitor. Like, what right. the fuck? Why wouldn't you want to see? Right. You know, why wouldn't you want them to see it? Yeah. yeah. That that's when you're like timid and scared about showing them the product. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't show them it, like maybe they won't care. They won't know in post. They'll find it and they'll see an edit and they can't judge my work. But I'd rather change it on set. You know what I'm saying? So like, I uh, 
I decided to, I decided to like just with him always show him things. Yeah. And uh, and on that set, he just kept getting more in tune with the dancers. And I don't know if you guys got to see the teaser band on his on his um Instagram. Uh, he teased the alternate ending. Mm. I'm not sure if you saw that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're Sorry. That. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, that's all good. Yeah. yeah. But the alternate You're so mad. I'm, I'm disappointed. In you. Yeah. Like, Wait, I respect you, you guys so much up to this point. No, I'm just No, uh, there's a cool little alternate ending where uh, he comes out and there's a band, like a full band behind him. Oh. And um and I kept we kept going back and forth on whether or not we need to release the full version. Uh, I think that we'll, I think that we will. You worked with the Jabberwockies. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was that like? Like, uh, what were they're they like? Fucking amazing. They're before really they cool. put on the masks, you know, it was crazy because we went up to them because like, hey, they had their own space that we gave them so they could just be by themselves, just so like we kept their identity and stuff like that closed off for them because they they kind of wanted because they don't know everybody so yeah. it's like yeah. they want to have their own space. I respect that. And so when we met them, they were super genuine, nice guys. They all shaked our hands. We sh- and they said they were fans of us and the babies. So to hear them say that they're fans of ours was wild. Even you know, every time someone that I respected says that, it's like, oh shit, all right. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, I don't know what to say. It's kind of yeah. like it's a good feeling, but I don't. It doesn't get to my head. Yeah, you know. But Jabberwockies overall were just like fucking amazing people. They did way more than what we expected as far as like their involvement. You know, we thought they would just come out and do some freestyle stuff, but they, we have, we don't have, it's not out yet. They had, they did a whole routine for the video, you know. So Wait, the whole thing? They did the whole thing. They, they made a whole routine for it. So might this be the part two? I think it's just going to be an individual clip. Okay. Because it's the whole, like, there's no, there's no other angles. They're just the one angle. Yeah. And so, uh, had I, had Wait, what if you do a feature film that comes off of the video? <laughs> That'd be big. <laughs> that would be sick. That'd be big. <laughs> hey, you know what? One day it's going to happen. Uh, but overall, they were amazing people. Uh, fuck, yeah. I fuck with their whole camp. And they came out to SNL like just, man, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, to, that was the first time they ever been on that. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I was talking to um, Aniz Ansari, who's Aziz's brother, and he was saying how the two most important cultural moments that the Jabberwockies have done <laughs> have been Master of None and, uh, and your guys' shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. No, it's cra- it's wild. They they were really happy with how it came out. Like they they said people are blowing them up and like. Do Jabberwocky show emotion? Yeah. <laughs> Not with their mask on. Yeah. Not with their mask on. You can't tell what they're doing on there. It's so funny because it's like they they're so good. Like it's like once they put that uniform on, they're just like a like that's their Superman. Yeah. yeah. So it was awesome to see them in action. And when you're watching a move, you're like, how the fuck do they do that? <laughs> You know, like, they're just good. They're fucking amazing. Do you refer to them, like, as one unit? You're just like, okay, Jabberwockies. And Jabberwockies. <laughs> no, seriously, that's what we do. Jabberwockies, come in. Like, that's what we said. And Jabberwockies. And what was cool is, like, we tried to figure out cool ways to bring them in. We, uh, we they came in from the side, but didn't really feel that good. But then when they came to that center. On SNL. And, and it, no, on oh, the, no, the video, yeah, yeah, and yeah, overall, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. SNL, we tried because they were going to come from the sides, but it just didn't feel the same. Yeah. So they had that back door. They're like, come through that back door. Yeah. And, and it just kept to, to the video. How but. hard is it to hold on to that footage and not put it out and not tell anyone what you're doing and wait for it to actually drop at the right time? I think we've trained ourselves all year long to know that it's so much more valuable to be secretive. But then like this time, we actually released more things before prior we knew, normally wouldn't show a lot of the BT, bts but because of how cool it was yeah, and being yeah. on paramount i was like dude just let people 
feel. Yeah, be part of the process. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. There's, there's 100 dancers. Like, let them have fun. They're all young. Yeah. You know, we gave a lot. We reached uh, Spicy Rico, my brother, who's also a real goat, had done an amazing job casting and helping. Uh, he had a few uh, other dancers help him cast that video. But a lot of the dancers are coming from Instagram, which was amazing to see in terms of production. The fact that we're reaching out to individuals that it's their passion, it's their love. And yeah. so we're giving them opportunities to come out and do it. You know, we couldn't um, we couldn't be more happier with the people that we got. And so, again, going back to being on stage with Paramount, you felt the energy when we were, we were filming it, especially that clip. In general, that scene was the last scene of the day. It was take seven or something. So uh, How long a lot was that of camera trick. It was 12 hours. It was 12 hours. We were trying to stay on time. Usually our days are 12 hours. But we were trying to stay like without going over time because there's been 15-hour days, 18-hour days, and mm. stuff like that. But, um, you know, I feel like once, once I saw it, I was like, dude, we got to just drop it as a one take. You know, I, my goal was to do like three videos for that one song. Yeah. And so we, you've seen like the content we've been releasing for it, and that's a lot of the strategy that, you know, I feel like we just kept putting the right energy into it. And again, going back to your comment about the technical stuff, I've been very adamant about us following filmmaking rules and stuff like that as we go along. Because we work so fast, it's kind of hard to follow all the filmmaking rules and we want to break them just to create the content. Well, filmmaking rules like what? In my opinion, like uh, lighting and camera option and lenses are the most important. And shit, choreography, everything's important (laughs) in film, you know, Mm -hmm. so set design, colors, like... Craft um, services, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah, craft yeah, yeah, services, yeah, yeah. crafting, making sure people are fed. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I'm, I get really like adamant about wanting to follow those things, and sometimes he doesn't understand that, you know. But then he respects it enough and respects me enough to at least listen to me, you know. And so I really love him for that. For at least, like the way I see it is that he's given me opportunity to express my talent and believe in my talent, and that's something that he's always let me know, you know. So. Uh, as we keep going, it's going to just keep getting better. So who is actually in Real Goats? There's me. I'm the founder. I started it. And then my brother. Um, Your actual brother. My actual brother. Uh, his name's Spicy Rico. That's what he goes by. Mm-hmm. I am Spicy Rico. And then Jim and I won. I call him Jimmy a lot just because it's just a name I was called when I was growing up. But he doesn't like it. He hates fucking Jim and I. He's like, God damn it. When other people call me, he's like, my name's not Jimmy. <laughs> it's like, I started this really bad fucking nickname for him. but And then we got my good friend, Shaq Gonzo, who grew up with me. He was actually an artist I shot for back like seven years ago, early on. And I, I made a lot of music videos with him. We had fun uh, in early stages. And now he's he's one of the uh, administrative like producer type people that I just brought on. So bringing my friends back in. Most definitely. Being able to like... Uh, stay close with the people that I know. Yeah. We're brothers. We work together. Mm-hmm. What is your experience working with your brother? Man, we fucking... Do you want to fire him? Man, every day we get in arguments. <laughs> but, you know, like, and sometimes I have to always remember that I need to say I love you. You know what I'm saying? Because it is a, it's a hard thing when you're, in, you're uh, ambitious to, like, achieve something so great and you have really big visions. Like, we want to be fucking millionaires. We want a $100 million company. Like, shit like that. It's like, well, how do you get there? So there's a lot of effort that has to go into it. Yeah. You just can't be fucking lazy. So like every day, like we live together. All four of us live together. Yeah. You know, do you like us take a step back and think like, well, if we argue, it's because we both care about it so much. We've recently had to figure that out because like, because of the the amount of uh, pressures that we've been having to deal with this year, um, we, you know, it's easy to bicker and to like 
want to point fingers. But I, I never want to blame somebody. I always want other, everybody to understand it's always us, the individual. It doesn't matter if I say, hey, you fucked up. You got to fix it. Like, I can't do, I can't make you fix it, right? You know, so it, it is one of those things that, like, we understand in the end that we have a big goal and we always have meetings, like, once a week. We have these long ass conversations <laughs> for like four hours and we're talking and talking and Oh my god, it sounds like a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's what that's what we're thinking. Like, man, we talk so fucking much. God damn. But like uh I think it's it's something that it's important. You gotta you gotta let people know that what your intentions are, or they, they don't know. You know what I'm saying? If I never told him I love you, or if I never told him I really appreciate you or hugged him or things like that, he would think I didn't. Right. You know, I don't say it enough for sure. And, 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 and it's one of those things I think the guys know that I'm just this, like, I'm so focused on getting to where my end goal is because I've been working on it for so long. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not going to let it go until I see what I want. For sure. You know? And I think it's been really cool to, like, watch you big up those guys in everything uh, you've done. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just about you. It right. is about the team. Right. So where does the name Real Goats come from? Uh, I think it started back in, like, 2015. I, I was with... Uh, I was in Kansas City, and I, I was forever trying to start a company with another friend of mine, and his name's David Kaufman. David, I'm waiting for you to come fucking work for me, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, when are you going to decide this? He's a good Jewish boy. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, too much tuna. I just thought about that. You guys, you guys know yeah. what I'm talking about? Too yeah. Much yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 You're on yeah. the Upper West Side. Yeah. You know? exactly. <laughs> Do we know what too much tuna is? Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyways, going back to it... Um, it, it started by me just wanting a mascot. I just wanted a mascot for a company. Like I was, I just like like cartoons. So I just kept forever being patient with the name. I think it took me like two years to think of it. And I just, is in the back of the head, always trying to feel like I didn't want to name it some kind of like cinematic royalty, some bullshit that's yeah. like film score thing. Or I don't know, this naming thing. <laughs> Mick with, G, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Just like dumb names, you know, like <laughs> names that people like gravitate towards. And I'm from Kansas, so it's even worse. Right. People name their companies after themselves, Yep. you know, uh, James Rico Photography, James Rico <laughs> Productions, James Rico, like, film, filmic James, or some <laughs> shit, like, it's like, you know, so I, just, I didn't want that, and I, I knew that I had to come up with a name that felt like it was bigger than me, and a movement in which that I wanted other people to want to be a part of it, not just me, Yeah. you know, because I had it where I was just going by Rico Did It for a long time, Yeah. and I was like, I don't think anybody wants to work for Rico Did It, you know? <laughs> like, no one gives a fuck about me, you know, so... What if David Kaufman wants to write for, uh, work for... Uh, Rico Did It? Yeah, I would yeah. let him work for Rico Did It, but then I would hire him on The Real Goats. I would fire from Rico <laughs> Did It and I'd hire him on The Real Goats. So that's what, that's what we're going to do. Very complicated HR department. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, it worked out for Mike Will Made It, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Let's take it all the way back to the beginning. Where are you originally from? Um, uh, I'm originally from Wichita, Kansas, um, family in nine... So we had a family, family nine. nine. That's so many. Yeah, a lot of lot of kids. That's I, so I'm, many I'm siblings that you brother. could have worked with. <laughs> oh my god! No, the thing is, we're we're powerful family. Like we, we we my parents grinded it out, but uh, you know, Apparently. we didn't have we didn't have a lot of <laughs> we we lived really. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we didn't have a lot of shit. You know what I mean? I feel like we uh, we, we had a house of nine with one, two, three bedrooms or something like that. We all shared one bathroom and we turned rooms that weren't supposed to be rooms into rooms yeah. yeah you know what i'm saying so like we didn't know about anything i had one pair of shoes every year and a lot of that stuff my dad was teaching us was like values and working hard and shit like that so uh i think our childhood really helped us influence how to work hard 
Make yeah, sure for I sure. Get, I mean, know, uh, you're all fighting for attention and right. you know all that stuff. So, so there's nine of you. What's the difference between the oldest and the youngest in terms of age? Uh, the oldest, man, I can't say that. Okay. The oldest, <laughs> the oldest someone's gonna be mad at me, but she's my sister. <laughs> yeah. And um, and she has, she's amazing. She has single mother. She has her PhD. She just got it. So wow. Like, you know, we all worked. We all paid for our own shit, our own college. Like when you're growing up in Wichita, what is your creative outlet? What are you like as a kid? What are you shit. up to in in Wichita? I was a little dickhead when I was a kid. I always had an anger problem. I like to I like to play sports when I was growing up. My dad, uh, we I played football, basketball, fucking. Um, Chiefs were you, fan. Were you a Wichita lineman? I was not a Wichita lineman. <laughs> Damn, Damn I can't believe you know about that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. No, no, no. I, I never. I I went to. Uh, Bishop Carroll was my high school. And then from there, I went to uh, Butler County Community College. I got recruited as a fullback. Wow. And so I, I went there and I played against some amazing people. One of the DNs I went against every day ended up going, he was in the NFL fucking playing for goddamn uh, Patriots. Wow. His name's Jeremy Mincy. Um, he was so hard to hit. He was like <laughs> 270 and fucking 6'5 or some shit. And I'm like, you know, I'm 5'9", and I'm like, I, at the time, I was a lot bigger. I was like 230. Wow. But I... Uh, all fat. All fat. <laughs> I was just like, I swear to God, like I felt like I was out of shape and I couldn't breathe, but somehow, that's what they wanted me to do. But by the way, you got to be a good teammate to be a fullback, Yeah, you know? for sure. Oh my God, I didn't know about that. Because like in, in high school, they give you the ball. Yeah. In college, they don't give you the ball. Like, right. no, hit that person. Yeah. Now hit that one over there. And I hit this really big guy that's scary. That's 270 <laughs> you know? pounds. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, from, from, from there, I went to K-State, and then I, I went to journalism. And uh, I got my journalism degree, got my psychology degree, and got my social science degree, which is not a real degree, in my opinion. That's a lot of degrees. Yeah. I graduated at 25. Did you grow up a K-State fan? I grew up uh, knowing about Darren Sparoles and stuff like that, and uh, Bill Schneider, like a lot of people... We're fans of my dad was a KU fan. Okay, um, tore the family apart. I know, yeah, yeah, no, no, seriously. Like my sister went to KU. I didn't. I hate Man. KU. I hated KU. You never rock rock but chalk. <laughs> I love the people from KU. Yeah. I love the people from KU. I just mm -hmm. didn't. I didn't. For some reason, like that rivalry, you automatically hate them. You know, uh, I hate hates a strong word. So I just and, and you use yeah. it. Yeah, I disliked yeah, really him really well. Yeah, I disliked him a lot. You know, but you know, uh, no, yeah, we uh, we. Um, because of the whole K-State, KU thing. Me and my sister, we always got along, though. We just gave each other shit. You if know? you go to K-State and you're going to get one degree, that's normal. Mm -hmm. If you go uh, for an extended period of time, maybe you get another degree. You went and you got three degrees. Mm -hmm. on ac it was on accident. I, I was like, I was a really bad student. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I would only take so many hours. I'd take like nine hours, 10 hours, 12 hours. But okay. I was working at the same time, you know? What were you doing? I was doing landscape. And like, I, I quit Butler County go back just real quick. I quit Butler County because I was doing construction. I was like making some money. You know, I was making money and I was like, this is kind of cool. It was only like $500 a week, but I didn't know I was like 19. You yeah. Know? So I was tired of playing football. I was tired of getting hurt. And then uh, my dad, the whole way that I started to get into filming was that in high school, my dad would make our highlight films. And so I, well, I was like, I really want to be involved in that process. He was shooting on the sideline and he would get better footage than the people that they would hire at the high school. So we decided to edit it one year. I sat down, I was like 16 in front of an editing machine. And I just remember watching ESPN. 
Editing machine meaning like two like, like VHS like it was decks like big, or something. Big ass decks. Like when I went in there, it was like this fucking spaceship or something like <laughs> like space board where you had all these controls in front of you, these balls that were on the left and right that you could kind of roll around, and then you had these tape decks. You had to put the tapes in and like rewind, fast forward, rewind, fast forward, cut, yep. stuff like oh, that. Man. And it was painful. It was like when you did the transition of the star. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Star <laughs> transition. They had that at the time. Oh, the, the so, star burst. Like so, so the star burst. It would like it would open up and it reveal like through a star. And yeah. I was like, dude, this is badass. Like, yeah. star, Doing, like, the yes. wipe. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Transition wipe, yeah. star wipe, circle wipe, diamond wipe. I'm just like, all of them. Coaches please. are going to love this. Exactly. Yeah. So, this is like an adult swim show. <laughs> no, seriously. I just, I didn't know what I was doing, but it was fun. And some for some reason, the guy let us use his edit. He let me edit on his That's shit. That's dope. Because he was like, well, you guys don't got any fucking money, so I don't want to edit this shit, but you can. And I was like, he left. I was like, damn, we could have really fucked this shit up. And yeah, like, changed the locks. And just squatted. like left. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, but he uh, he was really cool and let us do that. So from there, I, when I went back, going back to Butler, uh, when I quit, I was at the time when I was a redshirt freshman, I was making their highlight reel because they seen that I was doing it for Whoa. fun. Oh, making it, not like making it. Yeah, no, I, was, <laughs> no, I wasn't making it in football. Yeah. I was making it in video. I was like, yes, I feel like a boss in video. Right. They hate me for football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'll separate the two. Yeah. And I was getting hurt a lot by hitting fucking Mincy, his big ass 270 pounds. I swear to God, I was getting hurt. Like my shoulders were dislocating. Damn. My ankles were breaking. Like they, they want to put me on scholarship for doing the videos, you know? So wow. I was like, all right, cool. So I did that. They were fucking ecstatic about everything I put out, and I wanted to go to K-State to do the same thing. In between, you gave up the football helmet for a hard hat. Right. What kind of construction were you doing? Oh, my God, the worst. I was doing, like, sewer, sewer uh, laying sewer line, and I was doing water line for uh, newly, newly residential spaces. So, like, we, it'd be an empty lot, and we'd have to go in and lay out like hundreds of feet, thousands of feet of fucking just water line and sewer line. I mean, you make it sound glamorous. <laughs> oh my God, it was amazing. Did Every you... morning I drank a fucking full pot of coffee before I went and I had my cigarettes and I was just like chain smoking on the way to work and I'm just like, man, this is going to be terrible today. It's 7 a.m., cold as fuck. Diesel fuel would f- be like, it would be so cold some days, the diesel fuel in the, the, the excavator would freeze and be uh. like slushy. So it was a it was a hard laborer's job that I learned I did not like. Well, so <laughs> yeah, but do you think about that now? You're like, if you have like a 15 hour day on a set, you're like, well, it's not as bad huh, as laying sewer pipe. I think yeah. I think I I, I I think about it all the time, and like the fact that I worked so many years, I worked like seven, eight years in constru- in uh, labor, you know. So like this stuff isn't it's easy for me. So a lot of people will get be like, well, why do you work so hard? I'm like, well, fuck. I don't want to go back to doing that shit. And this is way easier than being outside in 100 degree weather and sweating your ass off, burning, getting sunburns and all sorts of shit and like being uncomfortable and not being able to take breaks when you want to take breaks and yeah. shit like that. So jumping forward a bit, when you're on set somewhere and something goes wrong, mm-hmm. like I run, I go the other way. No, oh, <laughs> I go the other way. You're not. No, you're not there. Like in case like someone can't figure it out, you can like you know grab a wrench and actually like fix. You know, I I wish I was more of a handyman nowadays. I think I think I let the people that are uh, we put in place fix it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I respect a lot of people. I try not to do their job if we're hiring them for that job. For yeah, sure. You know, you're like union rules. All yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. that shit. Well, you know what? We're not inter union just yet. I'm not. Re- I'm really not looking forward to that shit. I don't. What know. you get free DVDs? <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. That's it. That's it. Oh my god, it's not worth that. Yeah. <laughs> you go to school and you have this emerging film talent right Mm -hmm. is there any way for you to use that on campus at k-state yeah so i man i was i i I joined my my 
my last year of college, I joined Phi Beta Sigma fraternity, which is a historically black fraternity. And I had a good friend that asked me to join for many years, for like four years. And I always turned him down because like, dude, I'm not a frat dude. You know, like, yeah. I, I don't give a shit about frats. Let me and just do it when I'm a senior. <laughs> exactly. The thing is, like, I Did like you still to, have to rush I, or pledge well, or whatever. See, I pledge. The difference between historically black fraternities and white fraternities is is the, the process of going in. Mm-hmm. and what we do, our initiatives and stuff like that. So a lot of what we they were focused on is community service, which I learned over time. And uh, But going in, it was a really strong brotherhood. We got... I can't... I don't know if I can say it. <laughs> I don't think I can say anything. You, you went through it. I went, yeah. I, I went through the pledging process, like, and it was like a real deal. Like, we learned about a lot of things. Like, we couldn't... We had rules we had to follow, and but we weren't punished in a way that... Hey, you gotta go drink this fucking one, yeah. one liter of vodka. Yeah, like we couldn't drink, we couldn't have snacks. Like there was a lot of things that we couldn't do to to, to develop these disciplines of like being on time and like respecting others' time and just fucking working hard. So that was the beginning process for me that like started shaping my mentality more than anything because I think the labor stuff was like I could work hard, yeah, I'm yeah. physically strong to do anything. But because I was in that fraternity, after I, I, I went through the, the, the process and then a, a whole year went by, I graduated and I was still a part of it. I was still living in the city, Manhattan, Kansas, mm-hmm. Little Apple. <laughs> That's what they call it, I swear to God. They yeah. have Little Apple and it has the tower. It says Little Apple right up on this one. I'm not even lying. So uh, it's like 50,000 people. Uh, but, uh, but anyways, so the fraternity brothers, I, I brought in a line of people. Uh, they call Neos. Those Neos were all from Kansas City, and they all liked hip-hop. So uh, one of them was an artist, and he made a song for the fraternity. And uh, it's called Go Mob. You could actually find it on YouTube. It's like only got like 6,000 views. But... Uh, it's about to go viral. It's about to go yeah, viral. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, it's the very first video I've ever done. And uh, it was with the T3I. I remember I had access to stuff on campus to film it, but I was like, you know what? I've been hearing about DSLR, so... At the time, like 5D2 was like really popular. 5D1 had just, they had just released a 5D2 or something like that. And Were you able to afford that easily? I, hell no. I was broke as hell. I was working yeah. construction. I mean, like I thought I had money type shit, you know? So, uh, but anyways, the cameras are like $800. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a lot of money for, for anybody that's just trying to get into it. And so I went to Best Buy. I had a Best Buy credit card. Yes, sir. $1,500 on that bitch. And I decided to fucking swipe it. And I got a T3i with like their kit lens. And I brought that shit back. And uh, we shot the video. I edited it. And I was like, dude, this is amazing. Shit looks so beautiful. Like I didn't, I'd never seen like shallow depth of field. And I didn't know what it was and stuff like that. I didn't know what lenses were and like the... I didn't even know about DSLRs, so... You knew filters from Instagram? I knew... <laughs> I, see, Instagram had just came out that, about right then, so I knew if I put that filter on it, that shit gonna look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, shout out to Valencia, shout out to Tokyo, <laughs> shout out to... <laughs> yeah. Cupertino, all I those. I think mine was X-Pro 2. Oh, that, yeah, then, that, was a, that was a shit, because that was the dark one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like moody. trying to think of which... Yeah, and then they had like the filter strip one. <laughs> those are all fire. Yeah. yeah. We, 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 we all thought we were fucking artists back then when it first came out. <laughs> so were you shooting handheld? I All handheld. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm I mean, shit, I didn't know what the fuck handheld was. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just grabbed the camera. So I just shot around. And then uh, because of that, the community in Manhattan, Little Apple, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got so confused for a yeah, second. Exactly. I was like, the, yes. the Manhattan community <laughs> of Kansas. <Yeah. laughs> they all knew about me. And so like they, the artists started hitting me up. And then I, I started getting into working with local artists for a long time. I had a few that I, I worked with. The first one's called SO All Stars. Red. He's probably going to be surprised that I mentioned <laughs> Red Ski. So was this something where like they were going to do videos that were going to go on YouTube where they were going to be like shopped to like MTV or whatever? Hell no. It was just like we were just trying to make videos to put on YouTube for sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was nothing more than that. We didn't really have a plan. Like all the artists, they were trying to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. So like I was along the ride with like seeing how to start to put together shit. I never really went to their shows or anything like that because I didn't know enough about that culture just yet. You had three degrees that you graduated with. Yeah. Those were, once again... So my first one that I graduated with was social science, and I was like, this is bullshit degree. So I, I went back. I, I, I didn't walk. Yeah. Because I was like, nah. You strolled. Uh, yeah, yeah, I strolled. Yeah. <laughs> you know about strolling? Yeah, oh, shit, yeah. okay, yeah. stopping and strolling. Yeah. Okay, cool, that's what's up. I respect it. <laughs> so you stayed on campus, I got the second degree. Second degree the, the next two degrees I got at the same time, which was my original one, digital journalism and psychology. Okay, so with those three degrees, when you leave uh, Kansas State, what could you get done? <laughs> Education is so funny to talk about. But no, I would say I didn't do shit with them other than use them for my self-motivation. Okay. You know? And that's you, really like a Kanye like intro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you have these three degrees. You have a construction job. Can you call yourself a filmmaker at that point? Hell no. I was definitely not no What'd filmmaker. What'd you tell your parents? I honestly didn't even accept a filmmaker title until like two years ago. Wow. Because I was like really respectful for that title. I, like, I really respect titles and that if you call yourself that, then you better know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like no, too many people will say it too early. It's the same thing with, I mean like, I mean it's a different thing, but it's the same thing. Like we don't call ourselves journalists. Right. Because like we don't consider this journalism. Right. But like all these people because. We're conversationalists. Yeah, because mm-hmm. journalists has, journalism has gotten so watered down. Right. Especially in like this era where it's like facts don't seem to matter. Right. Mm-hmm. Then it's just like people call us journalists and it's like, I, you know, yeah. it's not us. If you're going to tell your parents what you do at that point. What was it? Shit, they're just disappointed in me for a long time. My dad was always like, he saw me start making the uh, the music videos with those people in Manhattan. He's like, why are you doing this? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. I'm like, dad, trust me. You know, like, and again, I'm I'm in my mid-20s at that point trying to tell my fucking parents, like, yo, I'm, I got a thing that I want to do. Yeah. yeah. Are you, you know? still living at home? No, no, no. I wasn't. I, I moved out of my house like 18. So I was like, I was ready to go. My parents were on top of me. I was, I'm cat, my I grew up Catholic. Yeah. You went to a Catholic high school. I went to a Catholic high yeah. school. Yeah. 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 So, um, by the way, we don't practice Catholicism. Yeah, either. exactly. <laughs> I, I appreciate well, I that. do. Yeah, yeah. You do? Yeah. Okay, I'm really into up. it. Yeah. I saw the two popes on, uh, <laughs> two we got a, I got a screener. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not a filmmaker at that point, but no. you are making I, music I think, videos. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just making music videos. I think I'm just having fun. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like researching a lot. I work for Kansas State University because like, they, after I, funny enough, I was doing my construction job one or uh, my it was a landscape job uh, one day and it was so fucking cold 4 a.m. shoveling snow in someone's driveway and I'm just like it just hit me out of nowhere why the fuck am I doing this like just I'm smarter than this like I just kept doing it and I was like <laughs> I'm not coming back tomorrow you know and I had been with them for like four years you know doing that and it just hit me I don't know what it was I wasn't even like really focused on it so quit my job I was hanging around the journalism department more and then I ended up getting a job right out of college with with them that, that like the week that I quit my job yo but that that morning when you don't go in mm-hmm. like what is that oh feeling my god like? they fuck it it felt great I was like hell no I'm sleeping <laughs> in because it was snowed again and uh they, they were blowing my phone up and I was like nope and nope 
in. Oh wait, so you didn't no actually like, quick quit? Like you, they, you let them find out. It was yeah, like, they let me find out. I, I let them find out the next day that I ain't coming in. It's like a scavenger hunt. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And then they, they just kept calling me all week. I was like, dude, I ain't gonna tell them I quit. Like I'm done. They're like, like maybe James is dead. Yeah, exactly. No, seriously. Like I don't I know remember what, James. I don't. That's the thing. Like I wasn't even thinking about what they were gonna think about. I didn't care so much that uh, I had personal relationships with them, which was worse. You know, yeah, yeah. I was like I was four years. Them. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so like they, uh, they're like, well, why are you doing this kind of thing? I was like, man, I if 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 I talk to you, I feel like you're going to convince me because I'm a nice person mm -hmm. to come back. Like, yeah. I feel like I was going to come back if I listened to them. Yeah. You know, and I was like, hell no, like I can't. So you ghosted them. So I just ghosted them for <laughs> fucking ever. And then eventually like, we got these checks. <laughs> we got your checks. You want to come get them? I'm like, nope. <laughs> I don't want my checks. Mail them. I was like, fuck it. But meanwhile, you're still in Manhattan, Kansas. Exactly. I'm still so, living there. So you're not in Los Angeles. No. You're not in New York. You're not in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. What can you get done in Manhattan, Kansas? Or did you think like, all right, this is going to be bit by bit until I make it out of here? Yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I, so I had a girlfriend at the time that I lived with, and she's now my wife. And, Congratulations. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, seven years. So uh, at the time, I was just waiting for her to get done with her master's and stuff like that. So I was just sticking it out with her as long as I could and as long as she needed me to and stuff. I didn't want to venture off too much before she figured out where she was going. So I stayed in town, worked for the university, and then they didn't give me enough stuff to do, though. It was really surprising. I was really eager to, like, show what I could do. And sure. so I was like, always, hey, can I, can I do this? But the, the, the director of the program, he always believed in me. I just think that he uh, was wanting, he had people above me that he had to give those projects. And I was a fucking freshly graduated person. So yeah. they had never seen a lot of my journalistic work yet uh, and like just going around documenting things and making stories out of them, right? And so um, after they saw the music video, they were just like, oh shit. And that was about the time I was getting ready to leave because I was, at that point, I had researched enough by the end of my one year of working for them that I was like, I'm going to go be a, like a free freelancer. And those people that I was working with provided enough income for me, you know, per month to where I didn't need to have any other job. So uh, one day I got a call from a rock band in Kansas City. And that was when I first got pulled into Kansas City. Their name is Black Oxygen. Great friends of mine. I still know them. Uh, they live out in L.A. and they've been going at it ever since I've been, you know. And so uh, because of that, I, I started traveling to Kansas City. And more people started seeing me in that realm and stuff like that. Wait, mm -hmm. how far is Manhattan from Kansas City? It's like uh, Manhattan from Kansas City is only, th I want to say three hours because KU's like hour and a half, two or so. Shit, fuck, I don't remember. I think it's like <laughs> two and a half hours, something like that. But I mean, so that's yeah. a, that is a trip. It's yeah, not yeah. like, you know, going from like, you know, the suburbs to that's right. Like the yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not like a 30 minute drive. Yeah, right. It's two, two hours, two hours. So it depends on where you go in Kansas City. It could be three. So, but the shit, like, at that time, my my friend used to call me a homeboy because I never wanted to leave home, you know. Like, but that was <laughs> oh, quite literally, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I never wanted to leave, and I was like afraid, you know. So I, I, I always remember back of my mentality before what what I'm doing now, and it was always this timidness of like not wanting to go do something and being afraid to go out there and take a chance. That's so know? interesting, I because I do not get any timidity from you. No, not anymore. That's what I'm saying. It grew out of me because it was one of those things that like as I saw that I could keep making it and I keep keep doing it and I was I'm not dead. Yeah. You know, I took a lot of crazy risks and we'll get into it later. But uh I 
I just think that at the time I was just so afraid of seeing, being broke. Yeah. Yeah. What are you learning about yourself as a creator in that in that time too? Like, cause clearly you're watching things and you're learning from other the way that other creators create. But mm -hmm. did you did you have a defining thing for yourself at that point? Shit. I mean, I don't I don't think like it's so crazy because I think I was just really listening to myself. I don't really I was watching other people's music videos, but I never was like, hey, I gotta make that. You know, I, again, I'm not one of those people that just like know a bunch of names because I, I just was so focused on myself, meaning like I learned through the dedication of my fraternity how focused you have to be to build something. And so when I was focused from my fraternity, I, I saw what I could do with them. So I was like, you know what? I've given them two years of my life. I need to do that to myself, you know? And so that's what started it. You know, like my, that, that internal thought of I got to be selfish, yeah. You know, and selfish in a way that it's just getting yourself to be better every day. And that's that's the whole point. Hey, gang, it's Jeff and Eric here from the podcast. I'm hey. Jeff. Oh, that's Eric. I'm Eric. We've practiced this. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. And this is going really perfectly, as always. And you can find more great content just like this ad on It's The Real.com. It's The Real.com slash shop for I'm all Eric. our merch. Oh. Okay. We're still doing great. Doing great here. Everything is going a-okay. I'm Eric. Uh, great. Feel like you're glitching. <laughs> you can also go to israel.com slash shop, find some merch from us. We got t-shirts for sale. We're sending them to all the countries, including, but not Eric. Including, <laughs> but not limited to, Asia, Europe, Australia. No, nope. Those aren't countries. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this ad. Everything about it. All right, go to our go to our shop. There you go. This is the ad. So when we started doing sketches uh, 12 years ago, it was us. It was the Canon XL2. It was Final Cut Pro, and it was our friends. You know, we can count on our friends to star in sketches, to help light things, to you know help right. create music. We didn't have lighting. It was, it was <laughs> wait a minute. We didn't have lighting. <laughs> it was it was it was us and our our brother Dan, Greg, Shin, Bob, whoever, uh -huh. who was really really important to you in those early days. David. David was somebody that I went to school with. That's why I like him. I, I love him as a brother, and I wish that he would work with me because I know our potential. Like, I look at him like a, a, a clone of myself. And that's, you know, everyone says, I want a clone of myself. And he's that person to me. And he, at the time, going to school with him, he, we would always, I never told him I was in competition with him, and he never told me, but we could tell that we were both really talented and we yeah. both created really good content. And we were just like, Low key, you can tell like, okay, we have a project. I'm gonna do better than you. Like that's how I felt. Maybe he didn't, but I, I internally was like competitive, and so uh, whenever he would do well, you know, I would want to do better. You know, just because I was like, man, I want to prove that I could do just as good as him because he was way more advanced than I was at the time when I first met him. So he is someone to me that uh, uh, was an early believer in me, and that really he helped me out. Him and another friend of mine from K State. A lot of my friends would help me on my productions as long as they could until yeah. they had to like decide to go their own path, you know? And that was always heartbreaking to see those people leave my life. And I, I built up this wall of like, I don't want to be your friend because I know what it feels like to lose a friend. You know what I mean? So I, I just don't like that. I would rather be professional with you. I'd rather be an associate and this is not have those internal feelings anymore. You know what I mean? Like, cause, cause like, if once they're gone in your life, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you get down to Kansas City. Mm -hmm. What does that city mean to you? 
Kansas City means a lot. I feel like uh, I think it's more based off of Kansas. I feel like it's a representation of like moving away the furthest. Furthest I could move away from Wichita, Kansas, <laughs> and still be in fucking Kansas. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're right on the edge. I was in Missouri. I was right on the edge of the Missouri-Kansas City line, because if people don't know, there is a line in between, and the Chiefs and the Royals are on the Missouri line. <laughs> but we don't treat them like that. But, th- but they think they're from Kansas. Exactly. Yeah. They think they're from Kansas. So I was on the Kansas side of it, and anybody from Missouri will always claim the Missouri side of it. <laughs> so, uh, so anyways... Uh, but Kansas City was something that I started to, to to network with small businesses and other creatives there, like some artists. I I didn't work with that many artists there, but I I I realized that there was a bigger world than myself. You so know? you could shoot commercials. I was shooting I was shooting small business commercials and stuff like that, just like working with people. There was a there was a little fitness. It, it, my first my first experience in viralness was from a company there called Rock Three Sixty. And uh, it was an ab roller that could do like 360 degrees, right? And it got on a TV show. But before that, I was working with them just to create content. And so that was my first experience in social media world of actually creating it for like a fitness product and stuff like that. And he put it on Facebook. It was getting millions of views. He was His sales went up crazy. Whoa. You know, and I'm just like, whoa, that's dope. Yeah. You know, like I didn't think anything of it. I was like, that's congratulations. That's dope. Yeah. That's, that's what you wanted, you know? And so... Uh, after that, I just, I started, uh, I think traveling more for, like I needed, I heard about South by Southwest for the first time, I think in Kansas city. What were you expecting in South by Southwest and how did you get down there? I went there twice. The first time I went there was with a group, uh, uh, an artist I was working with and he, we were just wanting to go see it. We, we weren't going to go, we weren't going to go as professionals we were gonna go as just fans but you you didn't like buy like the badge or anything like you just went to the bars and all the concerts were there you know uh, i because he's a tech savvy person there was Mm -hmm. like twitter at the time was always giving out hey register and you could get free passes oh cool so we just did a bunch of those yeah just kept getting free passes to everything that's that's the way to do like you just have to finesse your way in because otherwise that's a that's a that's a tip for the people because they probably still do it i don't even know do they still do that shit on twitter or i don't know but it sounds like a tip yeah yeah, (laughs) no 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 no, that's a hack because like people would always wonder how to get into events and there's always things if you follow certain people on twitter they're promoting the fact that if you register with them Mm -hmm. they'll get you a, a free pass and so that's that's what I was doing. I didn't have enough money to buy all that shit. The hell no! I was like, it's too expensive. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say because you know, it's like you know, it's like, a, it's hundreds like of dollars. Yeah, it's, it's like twelve hundred bucks or something. To, so you guys, you guys drove down together. We, uh, yeah, we all rode together in a car. Um, stayed together. We, we stayed in a, a grimy ass hotel, you know, outside of where we needed to be, and uh, we we walked around and I experienced Fader Fort for the first time. That's, wow. that's a good one. Who was playing? Travis. Wow. Before Travis like blew up. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he, I mean, he's on Fader 4. So like. That's a tough door yeah. too. It's a really popular event down no, there. No, it was. But the thing, it was, it was like, it was just starting to like catch that wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't even know about it, you know? So uh, when I was there, shit going in there, there's fucking free drinks, goddamn food everywhere. <laughs> there's fucking beautiful bitches everywhere. It's like, <laughs> sorry, honey. I, there were beautiful bitches everywhere. Seven years. But, Seven yeah, years. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyways, uh, I got to experience uh, some really cool artists on that stage. And after that, I, that was the first time I think I really saw concerts in the way that like I w- would want to see them. Did you, you have know? a camera on your on your hip or anything? Or um, I did have my camera. I saw Nipsey Hussle there. Uh, he was walking around. That wow. was cool. Um, uh and we took a picture with him. I got a couple. Uh, I got a couple other artists, but really, I wasn't really thinking about. I was taking photos. I wasn't yeah. taking video. I was at the time. I was. I, I love photography, but I don't ever put my photography work out there because it's like a personal thing. So 
I just take photos and like save them for myself and shit like that. That's dope. But but at the time, uh, I was just taking a lot of photos, like yeah. landscape, street photography, and shit like that. Just Valencia, exactly, Tokyo, exactly, exactly. Cupertino. Like where's my iPhone? No, I XL got right Pro now. Too. <laughs> no, yeah. at the time, I think I upgraded. I had a 5D at that point, so I was taking some crispy photos. And yeah, shit yeah. Like that, coming away with it, and then still putting the filters on it. <laughs> nah, I was joking. Putting I would the never double do filter, that. and then like it all like exactly. gets fucked up. Du- yeah. Double yeah. filter vignette and a blur on the edges. <laughs> See, what the fuck am i looking at i don't even know anymore it's like so yeah no we were down there and uh because of that one the first time every year after that i wanted to go you know and so the the next year i went down there and i ended up running i was with an artist shooting a music video and i i decided to just wander because they were sleeping in so Mm. I, i just wandered by myself and a guy was you know people were like outside their buildings saying hey come and watch come and watch oh yeah yeah they, they 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 there's a bunch of like hustlers out there and shit so this guy was like hey come watch Daniel Farrar double XL uh you know a nominee he's playing um blah 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 and so I just heard the double XL yeah and again I'm pretty new into like experiencing that culture so I'm like okay let me go see what that is and so I go inside and it's kind of a small crowd and maybe like fifty people. Wait, not to cut you off, but the artist that you're working with is sleeping in, and it is clearly like I don't know, like five p.m., six p.m. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it was it was probably like it was probably like two, three p.m. or something like that. They're still sleeping in. I mean, you know, they they fucking get fucked up. They go to strip clubs. They they, they turn up when they go. Yeah, to I just wanted to paint the picture. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So this I, wasn't like a seven a.m. like walk around. No, the no, lake. it's not. So it was in cracking at that time. So it's like yeah. yeah, it's definitely in the afternoon. So I'm walking there, and as I go into it. Uh, like Lil Debbie plays. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I saw her. Mm-hmm. And then I seen uh, De Niro. He was the headliner. So when I when he came in, he had brought in Baby Jesus, the baby. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so he let him open up for him. And it, he played his song, ba- uh, Baby Jesus. And, and it, which goes like, I think I'm Baby Jesus. You know, that's like the whole hook. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were going crazy. I, the song was fire. But when they got off stage, De Niro got done performing and everything. De Niro jetted out. I try to run after him. And I'm just like, yo, yo, yo. And I'm trying to get him my card. Yeah. We still had cards at the time, people. Yeah. We still had business cards. What the fuck? It was a different time. It was like a difficult thing to make business cards, too. Because you're like, how the fuck can I not make a shitty business card? Like, <laughs> On like the saddest it, piece of paper. Exactly. Yeah. You're just like, what kind of material do I need to use? Are you and, cutting them out yourself, too? Nah, I did. Yeah. I think Vistaprint was still oh, around yeah. at the time. Vistaprint. So like, Vistaprint gets everybody. They're like, yeah, it is cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I can get 500 of these bitches. And so you get them, you're like, damn, I still got 500 of these bitches. <laughs> You're like, I got three college degrees and I can't make a business card? Exactly, exactly, exactly. (laughs) So, uh, so anyways, I go up to, uh, I see baby Jesus. I don't, I don't know who he is. So I just go up to him like, hey, are you the, I was like, hey, you know De Niro, right? He's like, yeah, I was like, you're his manager. And, uh, (laughs) and he's like, I was like, can you give him my card? And he goes, oh, no, no, I was like, I'm not his manager. I go, he's like, "Uh, I'm an artist too. So I was like, oh, okay, bet. And he was like, yeah, I, I was a, I opened up for him. That was my song, Baby Jesus. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, okay, I thought I was his. And he was like, nah, it's mine. And so I give him my card. Do you know how concerts work? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. It's the thing. I I was so new to the experience of concerts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I never, 
I'm from Manhattan, Kansas. They call me yeah. homeboy. <laughs> yeah. I never went anywhere. I'm telling you. I played video games. I feel like there I were concerts really, every night in Manhattan, got, Kansas. The thing is, that no, no, no. It's a, it's a small ass town. There ain't no yeah. concerts there. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for many years, I'm just watching all the hip hop that I'm involved in, which I forgot to say, I'm a DJ too. So, like, well, everybody's a DJ yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, very cool brand. I was though. on tables. I, I, I oh, did chop had, and screw music. Okay. Wow. I made, I made mixtapes. If, wow. if you if you Google DJ Rico slowing down your trunk, you'll find like a bunch of mixtapes. Yo, you're, everything that you're saying is going to go so viral I now. Know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, like, and at the time I had a viral following and people were even saying shit, sh- much respect to Michael Watts, but people were saying like, I love your music just as much as Michael Watts wow. and Jerron C Whoa. and stuff like that. And I was like, damn, that's dope. You know? So I had a following, but I wasn't making any money off of making mixtapes and putting it online, but I was right. stupid. I didn't connect the dots that I could have just taken the networking that I was doing via online and, and then like put it into it. a real space. Yeah. Oh my God, I was stupid. I didn't know what I was doing. You know what wait, I'm saying? Wait, so when you met baby, you could have been like, Hey, I shoot videos and, and I DJ and I DJ. Yeah. And, and I can make you business cards. Yeah. The thing is like, I didn't think a lot of people like chopping screw music, you know? So like, I never really talked to them about the shit until they, you really were a homeboy. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I would just chop it up and I'll put it out online. They would get, it would get thousands of downloads and at the, I had my space and everything, you know? So by the uh, way, imagine explaining that to your parents, and you're like, so, I take the song, exactly. and I chop it, but not slop it. But, but <laughs> I slow it way the fuck down, so you could hear every word. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so it's like shit like that. But Baby just gave me a CD, and uh, I, I drove home, right? Put it in the car, played it all the way through, and then I hit him up on Twitter, and I was like, bro, this is fire, you know, uh, let's stay connected. And, uh, and then De Niro, I reached out to him a lot, and De Niro actually reached back out first and he was like uh he seen my work seen my reel at the time and he was like yeah come through you know and and i'm surprised he called me right away i got this number from north carolina coming on the phone and again i'm nervous because i'm like this is the first he in my mind he's like the biggest artist i've ever seen like ever talked to yeah you know so i'm like really nervous to talk to him so i get to the phone he's like yo <laughs> What up? <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck am I supposed to say to that? You know, I'm like, oh shit, man, just just chilling. I was like, uh, you you got my uh, you you got my my email. He's like, he's like, yeah, that shit is raw. You know, he's like, uh, he's like, so what's up? You trying to do some work? And then I was like, yeah. And he t- he invited me down to Charlotte to come through. I was like, well, if you could just pay for my 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 flight, I'll come and I'll do it for free. Like I don't. Care. So you get there, <laughs> yeah. and you're all in. Are you filming anything? <laughs> Yeah, we filmed a music video. We filmed uh, "So Long" was a was the first uh, "So Long" and uh, "Same Old Shit" is a uh, video that's on the internet right now, and um, and that was the first project I ever did with them, and it has Baby Jesus in it actually. So that he was he was a part of that video, and uh, that was the first time he got to see my work. So that was really dope. So were you thinking that this could be something long term, or was this like, hey, with I like the opportunity, and yeah, I'll, I'll go down there, and I'll just you know shoot a couple no, videos, I, and then I'll I, I'm back to Kansas City, and I'll shoot somebody else. No, my my hope was that I would impress him enough to where he wanted to keep working with me and keep like growing, and then outside of that, you know, hoping that other people see it too, like just hey, this is what I do. Um, but th- my intention was to impress him first. It wasn't like to get more work from other people. Yeah, it was yeah. just to get him to believe in me. Because I, th- I think what's really special is, and as somebody who's been, you know, given like tons of CDs, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't listen to everyone. Mm-hmm. That you made that trip back from, you know... Yeah, from, from Texas to Kansas. Listening to his yeah. music, giving him a shot, and then making that overture to him mm-hmm. is rare right so i think that's dope that you made that 
that leap of faith and mm-hmm. you know gave him a shot and then he gave you a shot yeah no i mean i, I listened to all his stuff at the t- i could get it all on on apple music so i was just like downloading all of them and i think he had to pay for them then so i just like bought all his shit and just like listened to it and then anything had that wasn't on there i went and streamed and listened to a lot of it and i was like dude this guy's amazing like how the fuck is he not blown up you know, and I was like, and I watched his videos. I'm like, shit, only thing he needs is his videos just need to improve. So you're really like, I could add something to what right. he's already doing. Exactly. And so I was like, I knew that my talent could help tell his story better. And I was like, I think that's important. So after that first one, uh, he, he saw it, like he knew. And so we just kept working together. But at the same time, I imagine you have to have some other income coming in. Yeah, so that's like like where my wife I felt like really helped me out. She believed in we didn't make a lot of money, and she made just enough to pay for the bills. I made just enough to feel depressed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like making no money at all. Like, and I really invested my time into people and individuals, and the fact that she even understood that was like crazy, amazing. You know, so uh, I, I would say that I would say that the money that I would bring in, I. Like you guys put all back into myself. I bought the cameras. I would always pay for my trips. I would just go anywhere I could. I spent all my money just on myself, like investing into it, obviously paying for bills and stuff. When I, uh, But beyond that is like, I didn't keep any of the money. Yeah. So um, when do you and, and baby really start like working together in earnest? Um. So light show, I want to say it's 2000 and I want to say it's 2016. Let me check. Hold up. Give me two seconds. I hate yeah. this. My brain. I don't. I hate getting the the things wrong. Uh, but but basically, baby, I'm looking up on YouTube right now. Light show. That is like my favorite one. I swear to God. Like we, our, to this day, it's it's one of those things that like I remember what I felt when I was there. So the memory is is more important than the video itself to me. You know, and uh, he had hit me up like forever. With I was turning him down to work with De Niro for a long time just because I, I really wanted to focus on De Niro and develop that relationship more than just like all of a sudden start working with a bunch of people in the city. I respected him in the fact that like, hey, I'm not trying to come to your city, use you as a person to get clout, yeah. to go work with other people in your city just to make money. Yeah. I've never right. been you that You wanted that real relationship. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want him to think I was just using him. And so I, I definitely gave back to him for many years and um, I still talk to De Niro, and we still we still have a good time. I shot a video from like in November, so that, um, let's see. So May 10, 2016 is when Light Show came out. So we we had a shot that probably in March or March or something like that, you know, down in Miami. So he he hit me up with Light Show, and I heard Light Show. I was like, oh my god, this is like a hit. And uh, I was always excited to work with them. I wanted to do Baby Jesus, that song. Forever I was in visualizing a video for it, but we just never were able to make it. You know, so What was they, the concept for it? I really wanted him to walk on water. He has like a, he has a, he has, but you know, I probably could have made that happen because like I was very start, I was starting out, but really it was just, it was just showing, depicting his words. Yeah. You know, like, cause he's talking about Baby Jesus. So it wasn't, it wasn't going to be funny though. It wasn't going to be like a comic, comic. It would have been more like drunk, like serious right, right. type yeah. shit. Something uh, your high school, you know, exact, teachers could have been proud of. It, it, oh shit. They'd be disappointed in me. <laughs> Uh, but the light show, uh, we, we, we met up in Miami. He had his whole crew. He had like fucking, I want to say like 18 people with him and, uh, me and two of the real ghosts, my brother and another one that's, that doesn't work with us anymore. He, we all went down there and got up. I told him like, man, you got to be up at six 30 in the morning. Cause I want to get the sunrise. 
He was late, but <laughs> he was on time at the same time because I was out there. Because he got there for sundown. It, exactly. Yeah. He got there for sundown. He showed up at fucking 5.30 p.m. The magic hour. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. I thought you said 5.30 p.m. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, uh, he uh, he showed up and we started taking photography. It was the first time that, uh, that I got to start shooting him. And so I was trying, trying to figure out how to shoot him. And then we we had a lot of beautiful moments in that video. Uh, we We end up saying, okay, let's go back to the Airbnb that you're staying at. And he he rented an Airbnb that was super beautiful, but your guest list was like six or seven. And again, but they don't know. <laughs> he had like eighteen. No, see, here's the thing: they fucking know when you have like eighteen people in your house. You can get away with like ten. Yeah, yeah. you know, like when there's eighteen, twenty people in their fucking house staying there, like they know. And I, I think they had cameras in that house too, so they seen all these people coming in and out of the house and shit like that. Uh, so, By the way, you grew up in a house where there were nine siblings. Exactly. You're like, 18's nothing. I, exactly. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, that shit don't bother me. I can live... I, like, like, Yes, but you're not the Airbnb owner. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. And it was a really nice fucking house, so they were probably super pissed. Uh, I, I, I remember getting a call. We went to Walmart to go pick up food. So all of us, baby, everybody. We all went to Walmart to go pick up food for the weekend because we're going to be there for two days. And then all of a sudden, it gets a call while we're in Walmart, and the, the owner's like, fucking furious like no you can't have this many people in our house you guys got to get out and we're like well shit he tried to explain to her he was honest with her hey we we're doing music videos that doesn't know, make and, it better but that <laughs> actually makes it worse <laughs> no it's, 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 it's true like they don't want to hear that you're shooting a music video in the house fucking after the fact you know but they they were they were he was he was saying that it was he was really he's really good about explaining himself properly mm -hmm. yeah and so uh he did that, and then she gave us till like seven to get out or something like that. Wow! So, he turned water into wine. Exactly. <laughs> wow! So, so we ran back. We had all this food that we just bought. I, it was like five hundred dollars or something like that of food. He had a whole case of Hennessy that he had bought. You know, again, it's for the whole weekend, not yeah. for yeah, the yeah, one a day, few hours. Yeah. one afternoon barbecue. It's not like you know? James is a problem. It, yeah. Exactly. So we get back, we hurry up, start uh, setting everything up, uh, and we start shooting light show. We get that one done in like three hours and we had maybe two hours left to shoot one more video so we shot this other one called safe sex which is is, is, is out on the internet too uh and it had two i want to say it was two or three strippers i think it was two strippers that came through and a, 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 a swimming pool full of condoms we were like we put a bunch of condoms in the pool and then we went up to their master bathroom and got freaky in there and got two videos in like a few hours you know that evening when we left, we were like, we need one more scene for light show. So we go in this cul-de-sac. We start shooting. It. I'm like, this is perfect. That's all we need right here. Just huddle up. And the sun's going down. So I have them like take out their cell phones and shine them on him and stuff like that. Uh, we start, I start shooting them. And then we get two, three takes maybe. And the cops come, right? We're like trying to hurry to get out of there because we know we're like bringing attention to ourselves. Yeah. And uh, so the cops come. One cop pulls up. I was like, I'm fucking out. So we just got done with the last take. I get my shit. Our hotel is just like walking distance. And so uh, we walk over there, me, my brother, and, and uh, his name is JR. We go upstairs and put our shit up. And by the time we look down, there was like 10 cops, right? Uh -huh. So then we come downstairs. By the time we're downstairs and see everything, I swear to God, they had this shit taped off. They blocked off the road. Traffic was fucked. And there was no, no lie. On Twitter, I have this fucking clip of these like 30 cops, Miami PD, out there arresting all these dudes. So there's like six of them. But the reason why so many came is because the lady didn't radio, or wh whoever showed up, the, the first officer. Yeah. 
the responding officer didn't radio back, and so they're like freaking out. Oh, you know, yeah. If you don't radio back, then right. there's yeah, probably they, something an issue. You know? It's it's sort of like when you quit your construction job and you don't let <laughs> people know. Yeah. Hey Jay, where the fuck are you? We got we got snow to shovel, you goddamn bastard. So th- because of that, they all got arrested. The cameraman got arrested. Like they lost footage, all sorts of shit. But that was the first experience. I was like, well, fuck. I guess the video shoot's over. I was like, shit. Damn. Yeah. Wait, what is the illegal part in all that? I think there was. I think that there was nothing really illegal that we were doing. You know, yeah. we were in a cul-de-sac. Nobody was even saying. going in there. So yeah. you, were, you were talking about like traffic. I was like, there is no traffic. There was no in traffic. The like, it was just some fucking grumpy person walking by, saying yep. these guys are being like fucking yelling. They probably thought people were fighting or Fuck. some shit. You and know, then because like, of like the yeah. the officer not responding, it's just like in the trouble of all these officers showing up. Yeah. And it's like, well, then we better well, then, get something. And then something. on their end, they're frustrated at the fact that they're getting arrested for something they feel like they're not even fucking doing. Right. You know I bet. Like, so, I bet. So because of that, they're irritated and they're like, no, like what are we? We don't got to do anything. We didn't do anything wrong. And then they start kind of fuck with them and shit like that to go back for a second so you know i know that you said that you had this um this worry on your end about going from de niro to 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 baby baby. you know or to any other charlotte artist so did did uh either of them feel the same way or no you know uh i think every artist is going to feel that way you know what i'm saying like if they have a connection to you and you want to go work with someone else they feel slighted in a sense i think and and i hate that feeling you know, I, I don't want them to think like that because I'm, I'm an honest person. I would tell you what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say, hey, I want to go work with this person because I think it's I think they're cool. I like their music. And Baby already knows that, like for me and De Niro at the time didn't didn't know. But like, man, I love your music type shit. Like, so I'm going to always be here. Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to go anywhere unless you want me to go somewhere. And I always ask what you want, you know, because I think it's important that they understand that I'm giving myself to them. I'm not trying to use them. So I think that, I think there's always that confusion. You know, I can't speak for them and like how they actually felt, but you know, I hope that they, they understood for sure. You film those videos down in Miami and the, the one with the, with the strippers, there's an extra like level of like um, griminess or mm, right. uh, fun to it, and it's it's just different. Do you feel like you guys really hit on something with that? I think that was the first experience of like because it popped off, it went crazy. Like for him, it went crazy. The first video that went like nuts, and and I didn't know that. Again, like I I don't I don't know everything about the artist, right? So I don't know if that's new for them to go crazy like that or how they got those views. You know, I don't know what went down in that if they had to help with marketing or where that came from. But the fact that it did get views i was like damn that's dope you know like i love the fact that he got a lot of love because that song's big yeah yeah and um but does it allow you to like push yourself creatively in a new direction uh it i forever so many years i was trying to figure out what i did in that video to make it feel that way and i feel like swear to god this year i, fe- I figured it out you know yeah like I, I literally like i would go back to it even this year, I was like, what is it about that video that I love? You know, it's and, all the Hennessy. Yeah, it's all the Hennessy, <laughs> all the fucking Hennessy, all the and all the all the weed smoking. That's what it is. <laughs> no, I think it was the energy. You know, like we had this connection and it's like you have to be connected to the artist that you're shooting. And I think that's important. If you don't give a fuck about their music, then you're not going to shoot them well. Right. Well, and I think that translates to other videos you've done. The the one with Offset, yeah, like the energy it. in that video yeah. was palpable. Right. No, I had a, I had a good time with that. That that was a lot of pressure too because I think we had an hour with Offset, you know. So I mean, that's that's one of those deals that like the importance of being connected to your artistry and your talent 
is so vital when it comes to being under pressure. Like being able to just slow down and think, you know, and connect and say, I know where you're going and I'm going to go with you. Yeah. And then move the camera in the way that makes sense with them, you know. And uh, I, I always feel like if you can't do that, you only need one or two takes if you could do that. Yeah. You need 10 takes if you can't connect. So, or if the third stripper doesn't show up. If the, <laughs> yeah. If the, or if the fourth stripper has three boobs, you got to get an extra take just to get that extra boob. <laughs> but, but sometimes, like, you know, planning things out and having, like, every shot, it's not going to work out that way. It, it can't. It, I don't think it works out that way. I don't think, I mean, like, as I discover more and more about, like, being around film, like, I've, I've done seven, I've done, been a part of seven features. I've done countless uh, short films and hundreds of music videos. So every time, like, your plan doesn't go the way that you want it to go. Uh, when we were doing sketches, we did one with Max B, right? <laughs> Where we played Scrabble with him at his apartment up in the Bronx. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we would use words that were... Um, not exactly, uh, yeah, like we were putting like ow, traditional, but like scrabble. flipping all the M's into W's, and it was <laughs> yeah. like you know, 17 letters or whatever. And he'd be like, you know, that's kind of loud, smart motherfucker. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, but you. but that video, he was not looking to do the entire scripted thing, cut us off about halfway and asked us to leave. And we said, okay. And then knowing that we had a deadline to put up this video, by oh, the way, self imposed, self imposed deadline, yeah. yeah, of Monday morning, we had only mere hours to go back and re you know flip the script literally and actually like you know create something brand new where mm -hmm. we we took our roommates uh bed sheets and you know put them up on the wall because yeah, we, we woke her up and that we... would that would match what you know the color of that matched what it looked like in max's apartment and you rewrite the whole thing and the experience of doing that and staying up all night not a fun one right but it was probably our most recognized thing for a really long time. Yeah. So many people yeah. would be like, oh, that's the one that I love. And it's like, man, if you really knew right. how much we hated the process of right. that. But see, I, I discovered that this year. Like, when I think I, I was in, we were, we were in Hawaii shooting intro. I was just like, uh, one morning, the second on day two, I, I was so frustrated with day one. And I was like, why has it got to be so fucking hard? You know? And I, it just like hit me. I was like, it's supposed to be hard. Like it's not supposed to be easy. Even even when you get what you want, it's still going to be fucking hard to keep getting more, and it's going to be hard to maintain it. It shouldn't be easier. Like because what it took to get there was hard. You know what I'm saying? So that energy, that love that you put into something, I think just like somehow attaches itself to that product you're you're trying to develop. I yeah. love that intro video, by the way. Yeah. I want to know who came up with the idea to have him run like high step. And, uh, Bruh, like, that's <laughs> what I'm telling you. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, you got to be connected with both yourself and the artist has to be connected with you because we were shooting it. And uh, I don't, I try not to pick up the camera too much anymore because I want to direct, but I was shooting that with the Ronin and it was a difference. The person shooting it before me was, doesn't know him. So we get that take and he goes, bro, I was like, I want you to shoot one. I was like, all right. So I grab the camera. That first take, we get that. You know what I'm saying? So like we, and we run the whole song. Yeah. It's just like looking at angles and experiencing the space. And then all of a sudden, I seen him, I seen him do it on one take. So I cheated it and edit. The first time he did it, I was too close to him. And I was like, oh shit, this is dope. And so I pulled all the way back. I was like, do it again, do it again, do it again. I was like, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> and then he, he does it. And it so happens the gimbal just snaps because it has that like, kind of wobble thing. Yeah. But the gimbal does that. Usually I wouldn't use that in the edit, but it felt so fun 
to see it just snap into place and go along with him. So it was, it was one of those deals that it was the perfect moment. And if I would have captured it a little differently, you wouldn't have seen it. Though. Exactly it right. Way, yeah. Yeah. You know? So it's a combination of both us and me and him just being connected. And I'm sure you, you listened to that song a whole bunch before oh, you even, yeah. and there's a lot that goes into that, obviously like the message and the, and the, the feeling and, but then when it really does like shift, I feel like that move helps it, you know, achieve yeah. what you want. Yeah, no, um, I, I think, I think that, uh, that, that video and that song, bro, I'm telling you, I'm not even lying. Like the, when I first heard those, that song, I, I knew what he had been through this whole year. And so when I, he was making it, when we were in, uh, on the crew, I don't know if you guys seen, he was on this cruise with, uh, this year he had a cruise show the first time he did it. Uh, and we ended up going down to fuck, where are we at? It doesn't matter. We left out of Miami yeah. and we went on a cruise. So <laughs> You're on the high seas. Ex exactly. Yeah. So anyways, he's on this, the only cruise he did this year and the first cruise he ever did, you know, and he, he's one of these people that records everywhere he goes, everywhere he fucking goes. He fucking records. He's like a monster, psychotic freak rapper, <laughs> you know, like, uh, and, uh, he, he's over there recording it in his room and it was so funny. Uh, the night, the first night he was recording, there was a lot of people. He usually doesn't let, let anybody in his room, but he had some people in the room. He had like Zoe Dollars in there and some other people, some of his people. And I could tell he was he was trying to record it, but the people in the room didn't realize what he was doing, you know. And so he like stopped. He made a conscious effort to not continue to 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 write. And uh, they all left the room next day. That morning, we're supposed to be off the boat and going to the plane. He's one of these people that just like is so fucking focus that he's not going to leave until he gets what he has in his thoughts out you know and uh he finished he he made like the first verse and the hook wow before he left wow and i'm like sitting there listening to it we're like oh shit this is crazy and he ends up finishing it i hear it and then as we're approaching uh like hey what videos are going to shoot i didn't want to listen to that song because i knew like how crazy emotional it was for yeah, him yeah. so for many times i for for many weeks i didn't listen to it because i was like i know once i listen to it i'm gonna get emotional yeah so uh as i started listening to it finally uh man i was in the gym i turned it on i swear to god i started crying a little bit because it reminded me of um my family and my dad and it reminded me of like all the shit that i had to go through and it, it reminded me of the shit that he had to go through and i could hear it you know i'm just like oh my god like he's so honest and I know what he, who he is as a person and as a friend, I was like super emotional about it. So for, for many times I was like, every time I listened to it, thinking of ideas, it was hard for me to listen to it and to think of ideas. I just knew that it just needed to be beautiful. So I, after I got used to hearing the song, I started, we started thinking of things. We knew we were going to Hawaii and we're like, fuck, we got to shoot a video there, right? We have to shoot a video in Hawaii because we're going to be there for a week. And uh, while producing the shit, like, I remember the first time I played the song in Hawaii, I cried again because I was like, oh, my God, I feel it again. And um, as we got this production company in town to help us scout and everything and, like, find all the logistics, uh, we're shooting, we're shooting. And it's just it's just not going the way that I want it in terms of, like, I see something and I want to get it out. But for some reason, again, this idea that we're putting this hard effort into getting what we want it develops on its own and it becomes something that I wasn't originally seeing, but it has that same feeling, you know, that same emotional tone that we wanted. Arnold, who works with, with baby. Yeah. Arnold is manager. Shout out Arnold Taylor. Is, is, SMG. is known through the business as like one of the best guys to 
push uh, radio stuff. Oh man, yeah. he's a fucking monster. And everybody who's down in like you know Charlotte and like you know yeah the Carolinas yeah. and everything. Um, he's he's that guy. Yeah. And he's championed Baby for the longest. Mm-hmm. And a lot of labels, um, while they took Arnold seriously, may not have taken Baby seriously. Right. In those years where, you know, all right, it's it's looking great and he's you know doing the Rock Nation thing and then it wasn't looking so great when he wasn't on Rock Nation and, and then he gets signed to Interscope. How do you ride that that roller coaster? Because this is somebody who, when you first listened to his CD... On the way back yeah, from he Texas, wasn't, he wasn't with Arnold at the time. But but still, but you were like you were like this guy deserves to be a superstar. Right. Why is he not yet? Right. So when you're going through all the label stuff, are you still thinking that? And and how do you react with with Arnold Taylor being involved? Is that what you're saying? Just with, with watching him with with watching through. Baby who deserves his, to yeah, be his trajectory. Yeah. Like you know, there's a lot of stuff to you, ride. You through. know, you, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it was crazy to to see him. With like I think it was like two thousand followers or something that he had maybe when I first saw him. Uh, shit, man. I, but it, but to see him go from where he needs his music to be out there to someone and uh, label to like SCMG to support him like that was crazy because I could see a major difference. Like once he started repping them and talk about it, I didn't know where it came from because at the we weren't that close that at that early in our in our stage to talk about other things outside of videos right we were always just i would only talk to him about videos and you know how are you doing that kind of shit so uh when we got together it was always just like about videos and that was it but to see like him get more love i was like always curious like how it was happening you know like damn that's dope that he's getting more views getting more listens and all this stuff and people are fucking with him he did like this crazy high school tour at one point in his career and i was like dude he's doing everything to making sure his music gets out there so uh i was like at the time i questioned when he first did the high school stuff like why is he doing high school stuff and then as i saw it and i kept seeing it develop i was like dude this dude's a fucking genius you know like this was this it was something that he was going to do anything he could to make sure it was there and and SEMG allowed him to do a lot of those things or connecting with shows that like he normally probably couldn't find on his own so that was sick when did you become like officially cuz like now you're like really we're, we're, like yeah, traveling yeah. with him and like think, you guys are I think, a unit i think we were always connect we were always connected as individuals through since 2016 of just like talking to each other at one point when I moved to LA um we got disconnected for like probably a year he started shooting videos with some other with people fly family and, yeah and stuff like that they started doing stuff in there and I think that ha- it, it was one of these things that like we always would try to, hey you want to do the song and I'd be like well I don't have the time or we, we, our schedule wouldn't connect you know but it was always something that I felt like every month or so we would connect in some way maybe eight weeks he probably would probably, he'd probably try, I think he was blowing up my phone like crazy trying to get me to do records. And I was always with doing filmmaking shit in LA. Yeah. You know, doing all my focus on my craft. And I think I would never give that back because the focus that I did on filmmaking is like what's making me be and do the things that I'm doing. Right. And I had to go through that process to even be a better person. So like officially we started to work together really this year. Like he had offered a couple of times last year if you want to do some stuff and uh i just didn't have the time because of the stuff i was doing and then the beginning of the year uh january after walker texas ranger like he came up to me and he was like hey, you want to get on the road and or do you want to come fuck with us come work with us 
And I was like, well, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> like, what does that mean to, 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 to be a part of your, yeah. your journey? And how do you explain it to your wife? Exactly. Exactly. I, I was like thinking about it. I went back to my real goats and I was like, hey, I want to go on the road with him for like maybe a week and just see what's up. You know, and, and that so, was seven years ago. That was seven <laughs> years ago. So I, yeah, no, that's what it feels like for real. Like this year feels like been, it doesn't feel like one year. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, the first weekend that I went with him, it was just shows in, in Carolinas and I seen the way that the crowd was reacting to him in the clubs. I saw his energy on stage for the first time, like since that, that long period of South by Southwest. And I realized like actually live. I seen it on the internet. I never saw it live. Yeah. So when I was there and I was actually filming, I was like, dude, this is what I want to do. Like I want to film this type of person that's going to be this crazy and this animated and this passionate and this hardworking. It was the first time I met, truly met someone that like worked his ass off and I always feel like I work hard. And so for to see someone outwork me is like <laughs> motivating. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And I was like, damn, I got to keep up with this motherfucker. <laughs> and, uh, and but he respected me so much in the fact that I was so focused on my craft that when I went on the road with him, he that's something that like a lot of videographers that like, don't know what they're doing are doing. You know, what I'm yeah. Saying? Like that's the job that you get paid, pay or don't pay. Yeah. <laughs> some little kid to come film you and get your free, the free work. Yeah. And I didn't charge him for the shit. I was just like, no, nah. I was like, I don't even care about that stuff. You know. Um, it was more about just connecting again. So, shit. After that first weekend, we made a couple of pieces of content. We knew that, like, yeah, we should stick together. Yeah, you have a lot of tattoos. I I do. I don't have them all out right now. No, but but but, but we can see right. some of them. Yeah, yeah, you're not shirtless. Exactly, I'm not shirtless. <laughs> are they? Are they? Like, uh, tattoos are a very personal thing. Uh -huh. So uh, each one, I suppose, has a meaning to itself. Like whether sure. it's you know, there's only one tattoo that I fucking regret, and it's this one. Because it's this one on my right hand. It was supposed to be an, a lens. I had told the guy that I wanted a lens, an aperture lens. Yes. And a goat head, a goat eye in the middle. But do you see what he did? He didn't, he was a t you're not, you need to keep working on artistry. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so like, but I, I'm, I'm cool with it. Like I, 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 I'm cool with flaws and tattoos and it's original. Like I don't give a shit. Well, you that's know? good. You know, so like one of those things like I. Because tattoos are forever. It's like, it's, yeah. So like, it's I regret. Don't, I, don't, I don't really care. You know, yeah. No regrets. Yeah. No regrets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the one, the one that really stands out to me is that on your, on your left hand, uh -huh. it says, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It says, yeah, yeah. Which I imagine is the, the sugar ad lib. Yeah. It's the sugar ad lib. And. How did that come to be? And is it something where you're like, yo, I'm in this forever? I mean, I think that was one of the things that I wanted to tell him, you know, by getting it and I did with, without telling him, you know what I mean? Like, cause it's, it's the idea that you're branding yourself a part of someone else's brand, you know, and, uh, billion dollar baby and real goats is something that we always, when we say it, we say both of them, you know, because I think, I believe I'm just a part as a part of it billion dollar babies movement as much as he believes in real goats movement you know so as we continue to grow and learn about what our goals are and our achievements and where we're going like i think it's going to keep getting closer and closer and uh fuck man like it's just so cool like yeah yeah you know like it's, i it's it's a it's in a font it's in a font that we use uh for all of our directed by real goats and stuff like that so that's which why. is which you want me to give up the font name? <laughs> Hell yeah. Actually, you know what? I'll give the font name just because I know that it's ours and I'm going to own it. And it's not ours. 
It's Ariel. That would be so great. It's, you know, it's, but the beautiful about it, it's called uh, All the Way Up to the Sun. That's great. Mm. And so like, I'm always a motivated person and people around us are positive. Like the, the term All the Way Up to the Sun, I just think about like our journey. Yeah. yeah. You know, where'd you find it? Shit, thefont.com, man. They have everything. <laughs> yeah, no, they really Shout do, though. Thefont.com. Fuck, I ain't gonna lie about that shit. What the fuck? Everybody Google that shit. Um, when Interscope came into hey, the picture. Well, what I, what I want to see happen, though, is people use all the way up to the sun and get tattoos with their names or with whatever they want, you know? How did you go language? from, like, literally 15 seconds ago, you were like, I'm I don't not, want I'm anybody to know it. this yeah. thing. <laughs> now you're like, find it on defont.com. No, no, no. Get it tattooed no, no, it, on you. I'm going to own it. If I'm going to say it, I'm going to own it. Go get the tattoo and fucking tag us. It's you're, the real and yeah, real goats yeah, and yeah. fucking retweet it. So Inter- <laughs> Interscope comes into the picture, right? And... Um, is there a difference between doing it on your own and doing it with a major label backing? So yeah, in either either in funding or in like in terms of like how many people, how many chefs are in the kitchen? Yeah, how many emails you're getting? I just say no. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be better at how I explain this. Yes. Um, I I think that the labels uh, is some. It's it's great to have the the networking and resources that they provide to to know that uh, that we can get them at any time. At this moment, we've been able to uh, just focus on our own. You know what I mean? And just like really put in the time of producing. When it says directed by real goats, it's directed by real goats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and Baby, in my opinion, is a part of that. So uh, in terms of creative, we always have full creative. That's awesome. You know? And then um, in terms of funding... Baby, bruh, baby's different. I'll just say that. <laughs> I you think know? I think there's something too about uh, people really decried the end of of you know the MTV era in terms of music mm-hmm. videos. You're not going to get a quote unquote big budget like you mm-hmm. did with Hype Williams or right. you know Director X or any of those guys, uh-huh. right? Mick G. Yeah. I I, I think <laughs> that it was a it was a just like the music industry too. You you have this like. Uh, it goes in waves. Well, you have this period too where you have to you have to figure things out. And eventually things were gonna rise up once more. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be very honest, I was thinking about this last night. While there's been many music videos and many music video directors in the last ten years, you're the first crew that I really feel has made a substantial impact to change the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's I appreciate it, that. It feels like that that era that no longer exists anymore, mm-hmm. but you're doing it with modern ways. Right. And that feels really cool. Right. Do you, do you also sense that? <clears throat> I think I sense it because people tell me, you know what I mean? So like, I, I think that m- the whole time and all of my videos, even back in the narrow days, if I were to do the video, like I did with the narrow with baby, like people would lose their minds. So like, I, I, uh, I think it was always this initiative of, being original you know innovative like the word to innovate you know and create i say that on all my treatments innovate and create and um it's it's just something that like if you want to copy other people you can like fuck i'm saying you can but you ain't gonna go anywhere right 
You know what I'm saying? Like you right. could copy the sauce. You want to steal our sauce? Steal the fucking sauce. But I guarantee we'll outwork you, and I guarantee we'll believe ourselves more, and I guarantee we'll go further than you because you don't have any fucking original ideas. Like we have the fucking ideas. You know what I mean? And Defont. we believe in us. <laughs> Defont.com. Yeah. Like, download it now. <laughs> so, um, so but you know, it's like it's like anybody that has a passion, they believe that they're the best. Yeah. Right. And so if you are the best, you should. You could take inspiration from people. You could be inspired by people, but you shouldn't steal from people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You should create your own voice. Who are you looking forward to working with? You, you know, this coming year, um, I I'm, I think I'm going to work a lot with Rico Nasty. I, I just want to I, I yeah. get into more female artists. You For know? sure. And she's somebody that I really think is fucking underrated like a motherfucker, even though she, like a lot of people know about her. She's still, I feel like needs that love that yeah. Yeah. she deserves. A lot of energy. Mm-hmm. She's crazy, man. Like yeah. She's crazy. She's wild. She's out there. She goes for it. Rico did it. Yeah. Rico yeah. did it. Rico Rico. <laughs> Yo. You know? Yes. Rico Rico. You know what I'm saying? So I think that we, we've already done one that's out now um, hard, and that was the first time we experienced it. And it was, again, one of those moments when we shot it, I could feel like we were we had something connecting. And she respects me, and I respect her So and her whole camp. So... Um, but as far as uh, other artists, there's been a lot of people hitting us up recently from Bop, but that shit don't bother me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it, until it actually happens, I don't, I don't really say too much about it. But as far as who I personally would want to work with, I think over time, I would always eventually want to work with, uh, you know, Tyler the Creator and uh asap wow yeah just like guys who have like very strong creative visions mm-hmm. that you could yeah, yeah do I, some I stuff with, with yeah them. the shook video was a huge impact mm-hmm. you did that in uh again like you know smaller circumstances sure. and uh four more, people yeah and 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 more interesting uh you know untraditional setups right, right. like you made it happen improv where you right, could exactly you do a video like bop which is you know, on the Paramount lot, it is with I'm sure a ton of people of people there. Yeah, Not just people. like probably on- like 150, 160 people. Yeah. So you've shown you can do both things. Mm-hmm. Are you more comfortable in one than the other? And do you like being uncomfortable when you shoot? So the first question, I would say it just depends on the song. Some it's like Rico Nasty's one, we was just three people. You know what I'm saying? Like the hard one, it goes back to like... Was it the one that was a hotel room? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a hotel. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, it was only three people. I mean, it was something that like, I just wanted to shoot something fun with her. It was last It was last minute in the sense that we found a, a, a window to do something like a yeah. week before. And we were like, okay, uh, let's just go at it. So I like that in the intimacy of being able to talk to the person. The first time I work with you, I want to be able to like actually get to know you. I don't want to, I don't want to just like, okay, here we go. Go sit over here, go sit over here, do this, do this, do this, do this. Cause that's so, so fucking cold. Like I've been a part of sets where it's like that. And I fucking hate it, especially when it's a 70, 60 person set. Like that, it's terrible to have never known the artist because they, they're just gonna look at you crazy if they don't trust you type right. shit. Yeah, and they don't if they don't believe in what you're trying to do, they're they want to go home, you know. So uh, I think the the hundred plus people set, it's as long as everyone's on the same page, it's it's fun to do. Yeah, yeah. you know. But when every people when people are disconnected or they don't believe in it or people are being a certain way, then no, it's not fun at yeah. all to be on those big sets when no one likes to be on them. Yeah, when people are not motivated to be there, that kind of shit. So it, it just depends on the, the the vibe that you're going for. But overall, I would say I have fun on both for yeah. their own reasons. I think the big 
sets is something I'm going to keep doing. I want to keep experiencing because eventually it'll be feature film. And It's been truly know. exciting to watch what you guys have done and that the sky really is the limit for you guys ahead is is just crazy it's the best it, it is it is really really cool because you guys look like you're having so much fun it feels like you guys are having so much fun and and that's going to create something that we can't even imagine right. today for but sure. um for you yourself to go from wichita kansas and and work mm-hmm. in a construction job with you know making no know, money yeah no 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 <laughs> money and and planting sewer pipes man yeah. you know and and thinking that this might In be a pipe ditches. dream to actually making it a reality is pretty special so yeah i mean i think we we i, I don't know i don't know what is it about I, I, at the time again i didn't ever think i would be shooting anything in LA didn't ever think I'd live in LA but that was the mentality that I had to grow out of and so like over the years and seeing myself accomplish stuff one of the feature films I did was in Bangladesh so I traveled over there for 60 days and uh and so to see myself accomplish a lot and and then motivate others uh I have to reflect on that when I'm doing it I don't know you know what I'm saying? I have to reflect on it and realize what I'm doing. And it's just more about trusting yourself to get out of any situation that comes your way, even if it's not in your favor. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah. it was never just you walking. Mm-hmm. There was that second set of footprints in the sand. Mm-hmm. Baby Jesus. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yo, congratulations on everything. Thanks so much for coming up here and uh, and we'll see you soon. Yeah. Guys, what's up? Appreciate y'all. Thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real. If you want to find out more about us, I'm Eric with the curly hair. That's Jeff with the glasses. Together, we are It's The Real. No apostrophe. No spaces. If people want to find out more about this podcast, it's called The Waste of Time with It's The Real. And we are in the middle of the 12 days of podcast, our fourth annual run of 12 podcasts in 12 days. If people want to find out more about what's going on with us, where can they go? You can always go to itsthereal.com. Itsthereal.com slash shop for all of our merch. Itsthereal.com, just regular for the newsletter. It's the real on Twitter. It's the real on Instagram. We make things very easy. Jeff, the easiest thing that people can do is get a shout out from us. And this is where we do them. And so I said to the internet today, I said, hey, hey, the baby's known for his ad lib. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to know, people wanted to shout out what their favorite ad lib in rap is. What do the people have to say? Okay, well, here's, I know it's a great question. Yes. But you're really putting me in a jam, a real pickle. Yeah. Because I, you, you want me to read these. Yes. And so I have to now redo them. Which is never going to sound good. But what if you just read it just flat? No. Because now everybody's going to be like, oh, you didn't even try. So no. now, uh, again, I'm in a real jam and a real pickle. Oh. It's a real jickle. Are you going to Are you gonna do it with an accent then, maybe? Oh, an accent. An accent. No, see, now, yeah. <laughs> Jeff brightened up. No, it's, this is an even harder see, thing. You see the light, light bulb go off over his I head. I don't know what to do. I just want to shout out people. You see the motor thing. running in his... No, this is not like my opportunity to get found, <laughs> to get discovered. Shout out to Mike902, who said literally any of OJ the Juice Man's Hey! Or, okay! Brian Hasty, who said yuck! I think those are great so far. Well, no, they're not. They're not. I'm not doing good. I think that they're quality. Everybody out there is unsubscribing right now. They can vote. Flight Club 1985 said Juicy J's breathing. The Real G Black said Mama by Offset. Max No Post said Pusha T's Yuck, tied with Jada's. <laughs> <laughs> good. 
chase the fakes at all Playboy Cardi slide whistle noises. Noises. Mm-hmm. I can't read. Uh, Straight Razor Fresh said Master P. Uh, best ad lib gotta be a West Side Gun. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Skip from BK said Jeezy's gay. These are great. I, I have to say, Jeff. I think you just wanted to lower the bar so the expectations were nil. Yeah. And then you just come in and blow everyone out of the water. I think the expectations are still nil. Here we are. Halfway through. Here we are winning. By the way, we're halfway through. How disappointing is that? Abu Kalbs, our man in London town, said when Cameron said this, the alphabet on the Get Him Daddy remix. Swerve Music said Uncle Murda's, well, not saying that word, (laughs) Bang Bang and Whoa. Uh, Phantom Beats VA, Dennis down in Virginia, said the best is uh, by the Giga Man, or I don't know what this is. He just says, ha 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 ha, by Khaled or Jeff, uh, depends on who you ask. But that just sounds like Khaled like exercise, like, ha 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 ha. Tag said, any one of Young Thug's beep beep, or whatever it is, automatically makes this song better. The real G Black also said two chains. Two chains. Two chains. No, those are correct. Two chains. <laughs> Ta chains. It's, so, it's so familiar. Ta 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 ta. Two chains. Hey, it's two chains, and I'm here to say. That's everybody. What's your favorite? The ones I just mentioned. How no, about the, no, what's your favorite? My favorite is the. More content like this, Jeff. Another week, or as Jeezy would say, seven days. (laughs) As always, guys. Now for real, for real. Sure, sure. See you guys tomorrow.